Welcome back to Straight to DVD. All right, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck the world. Dude, fuck the world. I'm assuming we're recording. Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, rap. Yo. What started out as a meme has yes. become a reality. As a meme hashtag. Indeed. And we're, we've, we're on the other side of it now. Yeah. We've witnessed the reality. And it doesn't feel so meme It doesn't feel so meme in fact, I don't know about you, I feel a twinge of guilt. Yeah, I, I feel a lot of guilt. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So today, if you hadn't surmised by our episode title, we are talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. It's here. It's here. We talked about the trailer mm-hmm. and what we were expecting a few weeks back, mm-hmm. a couple episodes back. Where we totally made fun of the whole premise of it. Yeah. We made fun of Zack Schneider, this poor man yeah. who lost his daughter, who all he wanted to do was make the movie he, he just, wanted. Yeah. The original movie was bad. Horrible. Um, and he made one. And then he came back. Got, and, and he didn't take a penny, not yeah. a cent to do it. And he finished it. He, all the money just went to making the movie. Mm-hmm. And it turns out... It actually was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I, I think. No, I, I, I agree. I think it was pretty good. Um, so now we're just sitting here with feet in our mouth. Yes. Like a couple of arseholes. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, so the 2017 theatrical cut yeah. that Joss Whedon essentially completely redid for the most part um, and I say completely redid because having watched that 2017 theatrical cut recently, and then having now watched this Zack Snyder director's cut version, mm-hmm. um, they are two completely different movies. Um, there are very brief moments mm-hmm. where the footage is the same. Yeah. Even the scenes that take place in the same areas with the same characters have completely different dialogue. <laughs> are played complete, completely differently um, and are worse. Oh, uh, we're talking about Whedon's, Whedon's. Whedon's versions. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. What happened? So based <laughs> on, I think based on any reports or any uh, press or any stories that came out from the set, what happened was Snyder was, for the most part, pretty much done with principal photography mm-hmm. back in, I'm guessing, 20, 2015, 2016, 16. maybe early 2016. Yeah. And he had a tragedy, a yeah. family tragedy. His daughter passed away, and he could not finish the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know, technically. Post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was no post and i think what happened was the studio was left with this four hour rough cut yeah uh that was not fully edited yet and it was essentially just four hours of footage and they didn't know what the hell to do with it (laughs) uh they had no idea so uh they hired the avengers director yeah we're like make it good like marvel yeah and really um he didn't he he made it bad yeah um wow Mm -hmm. what's a what it just fucking interesting, um, not bizarre. Just everything around this is so unique. Yes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think part of it was also like uh, the the BVS cut that was released in theaters was poorly received, mm-hmm. and this was around the same time that Marvel, um, in in critics and, and audience eyes, could do no wrong. Yes, and DC was trying to play catch up. Right, and so they brought in the guy who did the first team up Marvel movie that mm-hmm. was pretty successful. Yes, and they were like, "Hey, just do the same for DC." Right. But in reality, what this movie needed was a singular voice with a singular vision to mm-hmm. make a uh, like a film, not just a franchise thing. Right. This this the twenty seventeen theatrical cut is like if Gordon Ramsay had started like grilling a burger. <laughs> he started. Right? He started all the prep. Yes, he, he started, started all the prep, prep, prepping the kitchen and stuff. And, yes, and all the ingredients are in the right place. Right, and, and you're the, just supposed to like put it in the oven. Right, right, and it's like the burger, like one side of the burger is being grilled, yeah. like it's perfectly seasoned. Like the lovely brioche bun yeah. is in the pan. The tomato is perfectly sliced, and then Gordon Ramsay has to go. Yeah, and in walks Guy Fieri. <laughs> No, no, not and, Guy Fieri. Um, Don't slander the, oh, the, uh, the mayor of Flavor Town. Oh, like uh, forgive, forgive me. Just um, us. Okay. Us. In in walks Raf Stitt, <laughs> and uh, he says, "You know, <laughs> you, you know what this burger needs? Some chipotle mayo. <laughs> <laughs> this needs deep fried Oreos yeah, on top of it. Right, right. Uh, candied bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah." We'll make it. We'll make it a triple. We'll put a deep fried portobello filled yeah. with Gruyere yeah. in, in, in the center of this burger. And I don't know how to cook any of that. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but you remove the burger itself, <laughs> and I just leave the fried Oreos yes. and right uh, and the chipotle mayo. Basically, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, not only did Joss Whedon come. And interject uh, with a lot of half-baked scenes and dialogue and tonally deaf jokes (laughs) that don't play in the grand scheme of what the original footage is meant to do. He goes in there, injects all this bullshit, and then removes so much of the material that helps make the actual film make sense. Like, all of the heart and all of the character and background <laughs> yeah. and setup yeah. um for reference the theatrical cut was just under two hours long yeah and most of it was new footage that whedon had shot yeah this with henry cavill's mustache with yes with detective superman <laughs> that the dastardly uh j- top lip jello pudding yeah. looking ass fellow oh god atrocious yeah um and then you watch this four-hour Snyder Cut, and you're like, why did they have to reshoot any of this? Yeah. Why didn't they just edit the fucker down? Just yeah. edit it down, if you're so worried if about it. If they watched the, like, the, let's say you had five hours of footage. If they just watched it, if Josh Whedon just sat down and watched it, he could have thought to himself, oh, there's a movie here. Yes. And I just have to do some editing around it. Right. And then we can release that. Right. Um, but I think the thing is, like, People don't want to sit for three and a half hour long movies. Sure. Especially. So right, you're thinking, okay, we want to keep up with Marvel. Let's mm-hmm. just do it. Let's keep it a night, nice tight two hours. Boom, bop, bam. 
people want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's Batman, it's Superman, it's Wonder Woman. But Both the truth is, it. a lot of these superhero movies, and a lot of movies these days, they're like two and a half hours long. Avengers yeah. Endgame was like three and a half hours long. Yeah, Lord but that's of, I mean, because we saw like fucking 15,000 movies before that. That's, that's true. That is true. But I think this four hours that we just watched... You could shave an hour off of it. I think you could condense it down to three hours. You could. You could. Some of the scenes are a bit redundant, and there's a lot of slow mo. <laughs> there's a lot, a of, lot of slow mo. I, I think, especially maybe the last thirty minutes could maybe be cut. Yeah, we'll you get can to, def- we'll get you to can, that. You can definitely shave shave yeah. some of this movie off. I think but. so. But the truth is, the overall tone of it, mm-hmm. I think, worked. Yeah. Uh, someone who hated Man Man of Steel. I almost yeah. said Man vs. Steel. Uh, Man of Steel and Batman v. Superman. I, I wasn't that, that crazy about it, although I thought it was better than, than Man vs. Steel. Yeah. Um, I, I Well, that's the thing. Is a lot of people were expecting this to be trash, right? We're like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Man of Steel was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Batman v. Superman, at least the original cut, is, is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, and the 2017 Justice League is terrible. And yeah. at the time, people didn't know how much Joss Whedon had shot. Yeah. So they were like, oh, how could this not be how bad? How can this not be bad? Yeah. Um, but I think the proof was in the pudding because we had BV, BVS, the Ultimate Edition. Yes. Which I still stand by. Yes, you like it. I like it. I think there's some interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that is, is here too. Yes. I think a lot of that shit is here. Should we talk about yes. this one? Yes. This fucking yes, movie? Yes, I think we should. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Michael, Yeah. what worked for you? Okay, well, let's just... Okay, so first off the bat... Uh, man. Ah, uh, bruh. The... the <laughs> uh, well, yes. Oh. First off the bat. Man? Man. Oh, that was... Super. S- sly. <laughs> Org. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what I like in a movie, mm-hmm. especially an action movie... I like long, epic films. Mm-hmm. If you're going to deal with a film that's essentially about the end of the world, mm-hmm. um, which this is, mm-hmm. then make it epic. Mm-hmm. Make, a, make, it, make it an epic movie, which this is. It's extremely long. It's, it's very complex. There's a lot happening. There's mm-hmm. a fuck ton of characters. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I like a lot is that it takes its time. I can't believe I, I, I can't imagine I'd ever say this about a Zack Schneider movie, but this movie takes its time. Yeah. Uh, it sets the characters up. There are scenes. Yeah. Um, you learn about people's backstory. Uh, you learn about uh, Victor Stone, Cyborg yeah. in this, where you yeah. don't learn about him in the theatrical cut. Um, you learn about Barry Allen yeah. in this, The Flash, where you don't learn about him in the theatrical cut. Those two characters were, ba- were basically non-existent in the theatrical cut. Um, and the finale of the theatrical cut, they basically did nothing. They hardly yeah. did anything. Yeah. The, those two characters, yes. Or just the, the those movie? two characters. The 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 finale for Bar- Barry Allen, and we're just jumping straight towards the end. I just, I can't help myself, dude. Uh, fucking dive in. Do what you got to do, bro. There is a whole subplot mm-hmm. of a, a, a impoverished Russian family. Oh in, my god! In the theatrical cut, yeah. Um, and that is completely non-existent in this version. Yeah. All that was was studio execs and Joss Whedon being like. Uh, we need to know the stakes. They're yeah. superheroes. They need to be saving Being people. Some, yeah. So Joss Whedon was just like, I will write a lovely little yeah. Russian family. Yeah. And the Flash will save them. And Superman will carry a tenement building yeah. and save people in it. Uh, and, and, and boom, there you go. Uh, in this version, the Flash literally is the key to saving the, the world because he has to run at the speed of light or whatever yeah. to the reverse time. Yeah. 
stop the the death explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And push Cyborg into the box. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous it when does. I say it. It does. But with the with the three and a half hours of context mm-hmm. that comes before, yeah. it it makes sense. It does make sense within the movie. It does. Um, and there's payoff. There's character payoff. That was the thing that I was thinking in the in during the finale. Like I understand why all of these people are fighting together and right. what they're doing and why what's they're going all on important and, like, and why this all matters. Like yeah, like show me some big CGI explosions, but also like give me a reason to care about why these these folks are doing this and. Yeah, I mean, this movie, more than, like, any other superhero movie that I've seen in a while, like, it actually cares about characters, and because there are so many, it needs to take the time to show us, like, why we should care about the characters, and, I mean, that itself is just, like, such a refreshing departure from what we typically see in these kinds of movies. And what's what's so ironic about that is... The movie's not particularly colorful. No. Right? It's it's kind of dreary. Yeah. Um, but the truth is, I have no problem with that. No. Uh, I don't care for Zack Snyder's aesthetic, like, personally. Sure. But, but I don't, yeah, I didn't, like, care, I didn't care too much about that because of, like, the story that he, he wanted to tell, like, about these characters. And he right. put some, you could tell that there was a lot of, like, heart and and an emotion that went into every single member of the Justice League. Right. Like they were all handled very well and there was you could tell that there was an understanding from the person making the movie um about these characters. You can tell that he understood them. Yes, absolutely. And like, the writing absolutely. was like not great. There was some shitty yes. dialogue and stuff. Yes. But at the end of the day we understood these people. Yes, it's it's it 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 could have been told maybe more artistically yeah. or written better, like you said. Yeah. But the truth is, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like what we're watching makes sense. The the 2017 theatrical cut doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason the tone works is because the truth is you're dealing with these six people. Barry Allen, the the crux of his character is his father. So we're we're told is wrongly yeah. imprisoned. Yeah, that's a downer. Yeah, uh, Aquaman doesn't feel like he's a part of his people. He's yeah. a half blood. Yeah. He feels like an outsider. That's a downer. Yeah. Uh, fucking cyborg lost his mother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel human anymore. He hates his father. That's a downer. Yeah, Bruce Wayne uh, was he's Batman. Is Batman <laughs> and know. yeah, and unfortunately was complicit in the death of God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's a downer. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's like, a heavy burden to carry. It to is carry. a heavy burden to carry. Like, so all these oh, ca- fuck, I killed, I killed God. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So all these characters are dealing with those things. So yeah. it makes sense that their demeanor and the way they carry themselves and the way they speak and the tone of all their interactions yeah. has that dreariness to it. Yeah, it at least like tracks. Yeah, <laughs> and whether you know you want something uplifting or not, like this isn't a Marvel movie. Maybe no. that's why I like it because it is weirdly refreshing in I, that regard. Yeah, I wanted to stay away from. Comparing it to Marvel, but it's so hard not to. Yeah. Because all of the Marvel movies are so paint by numbers and copy and paste yes. and formulaic. And I feel like I've said it before with DC, um, but they just like, they work so much better when they just allow filmmakers to to just like swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. Like with Wonder Woman, I liked it because it's just like Patty Jenkins was just like, I got something I'm fucking going for. Sure. And this movie works because Zack Snyder, like, he has something, 
and he's just fucking going for it. Like he's not working within a like a studio system or anything like that. Like I think of the word auteur, <laughs> and apparently the original meaning of the word auteur was was um, coined by like French critics to talk about American filmmakers who were working within Hollywood studios, but still like were able to add their own voice and flavor to their movies. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like someone like Kubrick who has like complete control over everything. Right. Like they're working within a studio system, but they're still allowed to like inject their own voice and they do it in, in a cool way. And like, that's exactly what Snyder's doing here. He's making a big budget fucking blockbuster superhero movie, but he's still making his movie. Yeah. And you can either, you like you can, you don't have to like it because it's, it's his movie, but I do enjoy when, filmmakers are allowed to make their own vision instead of being like told and given studio notes about like no well like this needs to happen here and like in the in the second act like and you know on page 77 you know this needs to happen and if there's a gun it's got to go boom right stuff like that like and where's our next movie's tie-in yeah yeah. like and how are you setting up the next movie and you know when are you introducing this character no fuck that dude like Mm -hmm. here's a bunch of money go out and make whatever the fuck you want if it's good great if it's bad We'll try again next time. Right. Um, I I think that what we've witnessed with this uh, was lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were saying in our preview episode where we talked about the trailer and what we were going to expect from this, uh, nobody has ever done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine now, given the success of this, because it is getting immensely better reviews than its predecessor, people genuinely like it. Mm-hmm. Um and the length of it works streaming, yeah. and seeing as I think we're going to continue to get a lot of things straight to streaming, yeah, um, I think we are going to straight see to stream, straight to streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot more studios and a lot more directors, uh, either in the future with stuff they make or stuff they previously made, mm-hmm. go back and attempt to do what Zack Snyder has done yeah. with this, yeah. Uh, for better or worse, we'll see. But like, but like you were saying, you make an excellent point. The proof is in the pudding. You cannot deny whether you like the finished product or not. You cannot deny that it is so clearly a creation of a single mind. Yeah. Who's calling all the shots? Who has finalized and created something completely the way that he has wanted to? Yeah. And the fact is, is that a man, a broken man, based on something horrible that happened to him, dealing with broken characters has come back fixed his initial vision yeah. seen it through overcome a terrible family tragedy and made something that most people who watch it like yeah that's kind of amazing that's pretty fucking rad yeah if you ask me i don't know um yeah he made something kind of special here he like you said he's a broken man he is dealing with broken characters he was dealing with a broken fucking movie that yes, was like right that was that had his name on it and he was like no that's not fucking it and I mean, I guess you could say, like, in a way that this movie was probably kind of cathartic for him to, like, to to rebuild this movie in his own vision and in a way, like, rebuild himself as a person through this movie. Like, that's pretty fucking spectacular. Yeah, I um, think so. And I, I think a lot of people responded to that. Like, they they understood, like, what was going on behind behind the scenes or behind the camera and, like... It kind of shines through in the finished product, without question. Um, there, there. I, I will say that 
it is very clearly like overindulgent yeah. uh, at points. And it, it definitely does still have bloat to it. But I think I forgive a lot of that because of the fact that I'm sitting on my couch and can pause it whenever I want. Yeah. Um, and and go have a Wii or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think if I had seen this four hours in theaters, I might not have been as forgiving to those things. Um, but like I said, I like that it took its time. I like that scenes actually happened and characters were different at the end of a scene than they were at the beginning of a scene. The point of scenes. I can't stress this enough. So many of these fucking superhero movies don't have scenes. Yeah, there's no character growth or development. None. None whatsoever. Um, I, I, I really... I'm Normally, I'm always rolling my eyes uh, as we approach the third act in these films, knowing that yeah. here comes the big CGI battle, right? Yeah. And it's the uh, so often the worst parts of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman, the the first Patty Jenkins one, um, I love it. Mm-hmm. In spite of the horrible third act fight, I hate that part of the movie. Yeah, I, I think it it tarnishes a lot of the goodwill the beginning of the movie uh, brings. But the truth is, with this as bombastic, loud, long, and indulgent as it is at the end, all of the characters have something to do. Yeah. Um. And I think I think it's especially apparent with Superman too. It is he's there's such restraint with how oh. he uses him when he finally does come back. Dude, that was beautiful the way that he used Superman in this yeah. movie. Because I think Superman is a boring as fuck character. Sure, yeah. He's like he's lame as shit. Yeah. And yet the word restraint is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he was um he, he was he was more of a tool than like an actual character. It's really about the other five. Yes, absolutely. And, and and like their response to Superman or how they feel about Superman, especially Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, the the restraint in how he used Superman was like, I thought it was really good. Maybe one of the more impressive parts of the movie. Definitely, and just practically, like in terms of what he's capable of, he shows up. And he beats the living fuck out of the bad guy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And And that's all that they need him for. Right. That's literally why they brought him back to life. They were like, you are strong and we need you to kill this thing. Yeah. That's it. We know why they they want to bring him back. Like, everything makes makes sense within the the arc of the story. Right. Nothing is just there, like, to be there. In the fucking Whedon cut, the... When Superman comes back at the end, yeah, his fight with Steppenwolf is interrupted because he like has his super hearing and he's like, civilians, yeah. and he flies away, yeah. and he and the Flash save the the, the Russians or whatever, yeah. um, and and that's literally their plot device for preventing Superman from immediately just killing Steppenwolf. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's just like no, he shows up at the end. Yeah. And he ends the fight. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's fucking that, it. That's his job. Yeah. He just shows it. up and he does his job. Um, it's it's great. Uh, and it's not... that believe, Surprisingly, that is not indulgent. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, scene of him, like, flying through the sky with Steppenwolf, like, yeah. beating the shit out of each other. He whacks him into a wall. Yeah. He shoots his horn off with some lasers. Uh, and then he, he kicks him back to hell or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's really it. Um, but it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I, I like Henry Cavill for the most part, 
But I, 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 I agree with what I think you're getting at, is that I don't think that contemporary filmmakers know what to do with the character. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do with Superman. No, he I mean the I mean the way the the way that he was used here just like as a symbol more than as a another character. Mhm. Um and as a symbol that the other characters, you know, look at and and feel a certain way about um and in particular like his relation with with to Batman. Um it's like that's the only way that Superman can be can be used in my opinion in in a modern day superhero movie. Like I don't need a full super uh, Superman movie. I don't need it. There it's it's very tough to do it right. Um yeah. that's part of the reason why I like Batman v Superman because it's it, it's more so about Superman and and Clark as a person and what's his name Cal? Cal. Yeah. Cal. Kal-El, no. <laughs> it's more it's more about him as a person, but like at the end of the day it's still about how people view Superman as a symbol and like as a god, um, right. and like what that means to us as a society. And the, so, okay, so what you bring up is is spot on, and this is I think this is sort of half baked in Batman versus Superman. the 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 whole premise of Bruce Wayne's trepidation towards trusting this guy yeah. is he's like, what if he just wakes up one day and decides, fuck Earth, fuck yeah. humans, uh, I'm going to just do what I want. I'm just going to eat them all. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, there are many comic book arcs about that very thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the post, it's not really a post credit scene, but essentially the, mm-hmm. the tag of this film, mm-hmm. this Snyder version is another nightmare sequence mm. that carries on from the original that we see mm-hmm. in Batman vs. Superman, uh, a world where that happens, where Lois Lane dies, mm-hmm. and Superman's faith in humanity is shaken, mm-hmm. and he essentially becomes a dictator of the world, yeah. um, and it becomes like a fascist regime, and he hunts down all that oppose him and just mercilessly destroys them. Yeah. And he's Superman, and nobody can yeah. stop him. Yeah. Um, that seems to be, if these films weren't canceled, mm-hmm. where Zack Schneider was planning on this, uh, f- three or four more part epic, however many more he yeah. had planned to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what the Flashpoint movie was building towards. I don't know if that yeah. is even still happening. I don't, I don't know, know if that was canceled. That is. That's a movie about the Flash and Batman is in it. Uh, ben yeah. Affleck is in it. And Michael Keaton... Mm. old Batman was also going to be in it, which was a little like, holy shit, what the fuck are they doing? That's so weird. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, So I don't know. We'll see if that ever ends up happening. But uh, back to the original point, I think when you use Superman like that in interesting ways these days, Mm -hmm. I think that could be the most effective. Um, I'm going to steal the insight that a dear colleague of ours, Fernando Bowles, who's been on the show before, has said. He said the best Superman movies, which I agree with now having gone back and looked at them since he uh, shared this insight with me, were the Christopher Reeves ones. Mm-hmm. And the point, and the, the, the reason for that, rather, is that those movies are just romantic comedies. Yeah. They're not super, they're like not action superhero movies. They're yeah. about an alien who loves a woman and doesn't know how to court her appropriately. Yeah. And he just happens to be indestructible. Yeah. Um, That's pretty, it's like Alf. Yeah. That's all I got. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> but even the, um, 
was it 2004? The the uh, the Brandon Ruth uh, Superman, I think, was great too because like the most exciting part of that Superman film was just him saving a plane full of people. Like mm -hmm. that was the big mid movie action scene. He's mm -hmm. just he carries a plane down into a, a baseball stadium and saves all these people. That's like it. Um, yeah. But, you know, in these DC ones, they're just like, oh, he's Superman. It's an action movie. It has to be exciting. So he has to beat the shit out of things. Yeah. When that's, I think, the least interesting Superman is. Yeah. You know? So I don't know what the answer to the problem well, is. But I think you brought up a, an interesting point with, like, the, 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 the dream or nightmare sequence with Bruce Wayne where Lois Lane dies and then Superman turns turns against all of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, and when he's brought back in this one, like the only reason that he's able to understand who he is and like what his you know, purpose is on this earth or whatever is because he sees Lois Lane. And the only reason that he sees Lois Lane is because she um, has this sort of epiphany after being visited by the space monster guy. Right. Um, <laughs> who, who like, you know, tells her, I think he said something like pretty nice. Like you need, like we need you to come back to the, to like the land of the living or something like that. Or like, we need you to come back to, you know, not the real world, but that's essentially what he's telling her. Mm -hmm. um, and then once she does that, then she's, that's the only reason that she's able to be there when Superman actually comes back. And that, and then because she's there, that's the only reason that Superman oh, wow. has kind of like a change of heart and decides that he's going that's to help these folks. And like, that's another part of this movie where the shit that these characters do and go through and their growth leads to other moments in the movie which is i don't know how you're supposed to make a fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> that but, is an amazing point i didn't even realize that you're absolutely right that's the whole point of the martian yeah. manhunter scene pretending yeah. to be the mother yeah. um is that he knows that she's vital towards clark yeah coming back into it um that makes a lot of sense to me. I wish the movie explained that a little bit more because I did not realize no, just that. Just be better at watching movies. I see. Yeah, I'm. 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 Yeah, I'm back here. But what's amazing is that in the Whedon cut, um, there's a, a scene where Batman says, "Alfred, I need the big guns," yeah. and then Lois Lane shows up as if he yeah. knew that yeah. Lois Lane was going to be yeah. the key to it. Where I think it's more interesting in it this may, version, where he just has yeah. blind faith, hoping. That she'll come that, back. Yeah, or or simply that Clark will trust yeah. them or whatever. It. I mean, it's also more interesting to have a, the scene where where Lois is, she has that realization that she needs to, like, not just uh, sulk in her grief. Right. You know? Right. Which obviously felt like um, Snyder talking to himself. Like, I need to come oh, back wow. to the world of the living. I need to you know, be present in, in like my current life and not just sulk and dwell on the past and like be sad about that. Like the only way to fully heal from the, or not the only way, but a big way to, to heal from that is to, is to, to, you know, continue living and, and allow, you know, that person's love to live through you. Um, and in a way, then you can bring them back if you have one of the mother boxes <laughs> and that person is, if and only if, <laughs> Wow, that's true. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I, I imagine on the next watch of this, I have because I actually would watch it again. I would. Yeah. Um, is picking up on how much of that is sprinkled throughout it, and yeah. how much more of it is highlighted now 
after he's lived through the the tragedy. Yeah. Um, because I th- he shot most of it before that happened yeah. to him, but I wonder if he sort of souped up. Yeah, if he injected some of any that. of that. I mean, I, I, who's to say like what what came after and what was before? But even if it, you know, if this horrible tragedy didn't happen to him, just like that as a concept in a superhero movie, um, is is pretty interesting and um, it 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 makes sense. Like I don't yeah. know, like to to it go does, back to Marvel, like. Sense. There, there's nothing in those movies that gives me like any sort of connection to characters beyond like they fight good, right? Whereas in this, like, I don't know, everyone, all, all of the Justice League has lost someone that they that they love. Like they're mm-hmm. in, they're in, like you said, they're in shitty places, they're in dark places. Like they don't have much of a desire to, to to go on or to move on, and you know they kind of need to lean on each other to support each other to like build each other up to be the best that they can all be and then together defeat fucking Steppenwolf. Sure. Who actually excuse me. Let's uh <laughs> let's let's talk about. It. Um yeah, he's a rad rock band from the 60s. He is a rad rock band. <laughs> um he is so much better in this version than he is in the Whedon version. Yeah. Uh because he actually has motivation. All he wants to do is go home. Yeah. And he's exiled. <laughs> Uh, he wants to please his papa. He wants to please papa. He wants to please daddy dark side. Um, and they did some, they're very smart. Whatever the animators were who worked on him for this incarnation, they were very smart with what they did with his eyes. Mm-hmm. He had very sympathetic, sad eyes in this version. And he doesn't have that in the original. Um, and simply looking at him in this, I don't know about you. I actually kind of felt bad for him at parts because he's just yeah. a fucking failure. <laughs> he can't do anything right. Yeah. Granted, he does want to enslave all of humanity and murders a bunch of people to try to do it. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, maybe they're a different job. There is that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I understood his motivation. Mm-hmm. I, I had some sympathy towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think you should with any good villain. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a great villain. At the end no. of the day, he is just a big CGI monster. Yeah. Um, but it's much, much, much better what they did with him than in the theatrical cut. I yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. That's interesting because I didn't really care for him. Like I thought he was just there to be bad and shit. And I mean, f- for me, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Like it didn't take away from the viewing experience. Sure. At all because it wasn't a. It wasn't about him. Right. It was about the justice. They just team. needed a Thanos. Yeah, they just it. needed a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I don't know. This movie kind of kicks ass. Yeah, I, 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 I really did enjoy it so much. It's funny. I, as I was sitting there watching it uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, like about forty-five minutes in, I did that thing, and I think I do this. I, yeah. I, I said this about another movie too. I like, I paused it, and I said to myself. Motherfuck, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> and I always do that when I go into a movie that I'm yeah. like really expecting to hate. Yeah. And then I realize that I'm not, and I'm like, I was fucking I wrong. I was wrong about I was this. Wrong. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's tricky because at the end of the day, it is just another sh- superhero schlock film. But, but it's not. But it's not. It, it, it actually deals with some interesting things. Um, and it actually yeah. does take its time, and it doesn't require you to really have seen many films prior to it no maybe you kind of only need to see batman v superman maybe yeah um I, like it, you get a better under, understanding of like maybe where bruce is coming from yeah but they're they also give you enough in this movie that you really 
don't. Like you still, you still get what's going on. Right. And they don't right. do that cheap Marvel thing of like, we're just gonna throw in a line here and a and a thingy there, and it all come back, and it's sure. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Look at us. Here's the thing. Did you did you catch that? Thing? And this will be a movie in three years, and this will be a TV show in four years, <laughs> and this ca- this character is going to pop up in the post credit scene, and they're going to be in uh, the next movie. Yeah. Uh, we haven't hired this actor yet, but we're going to name uh, this character. Yeah. Uh, and six years from now, all these people are going to come uh, back together, <laughs> and you're going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> like no, like he was just like, yo, dude, I'm going to make a fucking movie about these fucking characters, yeah. and it's going to be about them, and you're going to you're going to feel for them at the end of the day and it's going to make sense. And like, right. you're going to walk away having like gone through an experience on, right. on through, through the screen. Right. That's like, an excellent way to describe this movie. It was an experience. Yeah. Uh, it really was. It was just a big epic experience. Uh, this sort of felt uh, very much akin to why people liked Watchmen. Just this big yeah. epic scope of superhero drama with really high stakes. Yeah. Are you and talking book, show, or movie? A, a movie. Movie. Oh, I didn't like did. the movie. Oh, you didn't? No, I thought it was terrible because I love okay. the book. The I book th- is amazing. I just um, think that's a hard book to make into a movie. It, it, it is, definitely. Um, I, I think there, he's matured as a, as a filmmaker. He, yes. Uh, I, I think... Because that movie felt a little, like... Felt a little soulless, a little well, empty. Well, the the reason that movie but is so weird. Maybe if that movie was four and a half hours long, it would be good. Sure, the the Snyder cut of Watchmen. The reason that movie is so bizarre is because he didn't really direct anything. All he did was take the images from the book and then yeah, just and put, then them, put on them on screen. screen. But he somehow lost all of the like deeper meaning within the within the book. Yes, and he just like it was just scrubbed from the movie, and then it was just the images of what happens. Sure, in right. the book, right. Uh, yeah, was at that point, just read the fucking book. Yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that what it sort of felt like he was trying to do with that, I think he finally succeeded at with this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why, um, maybe because a lot of it was, um, sort of crafted, mm-hmm. uh, on its own and not taken from such a beloved thing that mm-hmm. it needed to mimic the yeah. source material. Um, so that's perhaps partially why, uh, but the, the truth is I, like, I was really into it and I hated Ben as Batman and the theatrical release version. I thought he was really good as Bruce in this. I did too. I also think that this is the sickest, uh, Batman costume that we've gotten. It's awesome. In a live action Batman movie. It's very dope. I, I thought it was pretty dope. I thought all of their costumes were fairly rad indeed um but black, it wasn't black like, superman suit is pretty sick yeah it wasn't like i mean it wasn't like the main focus of the movie but it definitely added to to my enjoyment like it, it they all they all felt very like natural in their costumes yes um you could tell they've all been wearing them for years yeah it like it, it all every all of them in their particular fucking shits made sense right. to me and looked pretty dope. Right. And slow-mo. And I like that. This is a very uh, a very minor detail, but it's one that I liked. It's like, oh, why do some of them wear the suits that they wear? It's like, why is the Flash wearing that ridiculous suit? Yeah. But you see in the first scene he's in, when he's not wearing the suit, his fucking clothes like fall yeah. off of him because he's moving so fast. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's why he has to wear that fucking thing. Um, so I thought that was a nice little touch. Uh 
you know, Cyborg doesn't have a suit. He's a cyborg. Uh, <laughs> fuck the world. Fuck. Yes, that's right. Our best in, line of the movie. In a in a, this R-rated version where people are getting sliced in half, getting their yeah. brains splattered. Yeah. Uh, cyborg gets the one F bomb bomb of the film. There's a couple two tree. Oh, that's right. There is a couple more. Uh, Bruce gets another one Bruce towards gets a, uh, a fuck in the in the epilogue. Jared, I want to be Heath Ledger, Leto. Uh, yeah, in the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could have done without that epilogue, but it was that was meh. But whatever. Th- this movie, like, there's there is a lot that could be nitpicked about this movie, but at the end of the day, like the the movie as a whole, as a vision, mm-hmm. is good enough that I can forgive the gratuitous slow motion and the silly Joker scene. Yes, and all and all that. Yes. Uh, from what I have read, that entire sequence uh plus the martian manhunter tag uh those were all completely new scenes yeah that a lot of the budget went to to shoot for this mm-hmm. so it w- i believe the majority of it was that recutting the film and redoing a lot of the cgi i think that was where the majority of the work went and where the 70 million dollars to make this went and like we said zach schneider saw none and, of that money and putting uh putting bars on the side for aspect ratio right absolutely so we can't see the crew yeah. on either side of the frame <laughs> <laughs> jim could you uh take a few steps to your left it's like fuck jim is in this whole fight scene yeah. uh we'll put it in four three <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason yeah right it's not for artistic vision it's just because right. fucking jim the the boom operator yeah, <laughs> forgot right. that he was he was in in the shot the entire time. Um, what did you think about the aspect ratio? I feel like there's a lot of hoopla. About it, it people were like complaining. I didn't care. Like once the movie started and I got into it, I like didn't really pay attention to it. Yeah. it's like whatever. I'm, I think it's. I mean, for me, I thought it was um, like you usually do that when it's when you're doing a movie that is about the characters and not so mm-hmm. much like all of the other shit that's going on on screen. Right. Um, and there were a lot of like good like tight shots of people's faces, and I mean there weren't like wasn't like particularly good acting where they were like doing like great reaction shots and shit. But right. there were a lot of like close ups of faces and shit. And w- when you do that, when you when you do that aspect ratio, it's a lot easier to only focus on the characters. Which I don't know if I've said it, but I think that's what the movie was about. Right. I think it's it, about yeah. the characters. Well, actually, that's a good point you make. Is that I think I think another big strike against the movie is that all the cast was fine but like there weren't really any like there was no amazing acting yeah in this um i think probably amy adams mm-hmm. did the best as lois lane particularly mm-hmm. her scene with diane lane martha mm-hmm. kent yeah um at the dinner table uh i think that's probably the most impressive acting in it i uh other than that, nothing really stands out to me as being impressive. Yeah, they weren't like bad though. No, they weren't bad. I think I think Gal needs to hire a new acting coach. But yeah. uh, aside but, from that, <laughs> you just gotta like know how to how to use her. Like she's a right. she's a movie star. She's yeah. not an actress. It's unfortunate that the giant expositional dump of the film is, is, her. is her. Dude, how about that expositional dump with the with the flashback and fucking. Fucking Zeus and that part I wasn't too crazy pl- about. Plapes Green Lantern. That I didn't like at all. Why was Caesar Green Lantern? I don't know. That was very yeah. That, you're right. Yeah, Andy Circus is flying yeah. around with a magic ring. Uh, yeah, shooting at Josh Brolin as Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Zeus is there for, yeah. for some reason with wings. Yeah, with wings throwing lightning. 
yeah, uh, King Arthur is there <laughs> as well. Uh, and then they they beat Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, yeah, they beat Thanos, and then uh, all all the tribes take the mother boxes and they hide them according to their culture. Uh, and then of the, course the Nazis get the mother box. Right, right. What, did, what didn't the Nazis fucking? Fight? I don't. I don't. They didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> the fucking Atlanteans they hide the mother box underwater. The Amazonians they hide it in their shrine. Uh, in their temple on the island, and uh, King Arthur digs a hole, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's where, that's where we'll hide ours underwater. Yeah, we'll hide ours in in a in a land that is that cannot be found right. by men. I did a hole. Yeah, just like we'll dig, we'll put a grave here, and right next to Harry Houdini's cemetery. <laughs> this is perfect. No one will ever find it. Two feet deep. Is that yeah, right? is that good? Yeah. Literally, fucking what? Put it, hide it in your castle. You fucking <laughs> anywhere, literally anywhere, somewhere fucking a little bit old. more secure. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I didn't, I didn't care for that sequence very much. Yeah, uh, but and it's of course with gals, voice a horrible narration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt like honestly, I think that whole sequence could have been cut. I think would have been fine. Um, because that's like a good fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was <laughs> just that was, like that was a while. Just, you that can was, get rid of that. that. Was definitely a while. Um. I think get rid of that, trim the, uh, get rid of most of the epilogue shit with the nightmare sequence or whatever. Yeah. Um, you shave, boom, there, you shave off a half hour right there. Trim down on some of the slow-mo bits. You can get maybe another 10 minutes out from there. There's yeah. a couple of scenes that go on a hair too long. I think you could easily trim this thing down to 3.15. Yeah. Easily. Which is something I would go see in theaters. Absolutely. I would I would sit through that in a, in a movie theater. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but you, you yeah. know what I was thinking while What's watching that? this? I would love to see a, see a Zack Snyder, uh, flash movie. Oh, word. 80% of it would be in slow-mo. Uh, that's true. Which is <laughs> ironic. <laughs> <laughs> the entire, I've made this joke like four times, yeah. but it would be, it would be 10 minutes of real time yeah. and a three hour movie. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just all slow-mo. <laughs> That'd be, what a weird fucking film that would be. That'd be so interesting. Uh, the entire film takes place over the span of 15 minutes of real time. And it's just him going back and forth in time trying to ensure that something that happens in these 15 minutes happens it's correctly. It's just him running around yeah. poking things back into place. Yeah, right, right. For, for three a hours. Three hour sequence of that. I, there, our brains would melt. There's like two lines of dialogue. Right. Ezra Miller's easiest acting job. <laughs> yeah. Make make that movie. Holy shit, that'd be so insane. That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And then Evan Peters shows up as the future Flash, and we're like, oh. Yeah, but it's not really him. No, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's an actor. Yeah. Ralph Boner. Yeah, it's it's Midge Midrift or some fucking stupid character. Whatever. Whatever, dude, fuck it. Um, well, Raph, uh, yo... You want to grade this bitch out? Let's grade this bitch. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some some final thoughts on this bitch. Raph, how would you score this movie, and would you recommend it? Yo, I would recommend it. Um, I think I would even maybe recommend it to non superhero action movie people, mm -hmm. um, because I think that would be interesting to see how they receive it. Sure. Um, to see if they're able to get something out of it. How would I score it? How would I rate it? Um, I, I'm thinking like a, like a three, three and a halfer, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which to me is a good movie. Right. That's, yes, that's, a, definitely. That, that's a strong movie. Definitely. Um, what about you? Um, I'm almost identical to you. I try not to do like half stars anymore, but this really does feel like a solid seven out of 10 
for me and a lot of people think Johnny they're like, Fire. oh, that's a bad Johnny Halfstar over here. Dude, Johnny Halfstar. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of people think like, oh, that's a bad score for a movie. The truth is, no, it's not. Like yeah, that's a very, is like it's a really, very, that's a solid, good film. Very favorable. Um, when you start getting in the five out of ten range, that's when it's like, oh, this maybe is pretty yeah. bad. Um, even a six out of ten is like not atrocious, but yeah. a seven out of ten is solid. Eight out of tens, it's like great. Nine yeah. out of tens, it's like holy shit, this is amazing. And then yeah. it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, but no, I think a seven out of ten is really solid. I think that's how I'd score this. I, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend this to people who I don't know if they care about superhero movies or yeah. not. I think the most interesting parts of it are the non-superhero shit. So it's hard to say who I'd recommend it to, but I think to a general moviegoer, I would say it's streaming on HBO Max. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, you've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, you might like it. Uh, it's well worth the watch. Give it, give it a go. Give it a go. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, sweet. Mike. I, yeah. Yo, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, I want to echo what I said before. Um, I just think that it, what we've seen here is just an amazing triumph from this man. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, big kudos to Zach. Yes. Uh, we and, and fuck that Zack Snyder fraud that we yeah. had on. Whoever that hack was that showed up a few episodes back, who we actually thought was Zack Snyder, uh, we apologize for him. He really made us all look uh, re- really bad. Um, yeah, he'll never be back ever, ever again. We can assure you of that. Not, not, never. Not a once. Not a once. Um, yes, that's all I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, big kudos to to Zack Snyder. Yes. Um, fucking congrats, man. Congratulations, Good Zach. For you. If you're listening. Well done. We can't wait to see what you do next, as long as it's good. Yeah. Raph, <laughs> uh, where can we find you? Boom. Find me, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. at RafStit, all one word, R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Also on Letterboxd, I think, at RafStit, you know, reviewing movies and shit. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you? You can find me on the Instagram at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. That's at Michael underscore Rocco, R-U-O-C-C-O underscore. You can also find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Rocco. You can also find me on Letterbox at Michael Rocco. No underscore there. Uh, and that is where you can find me. Raph, where can they find us, the podcast? You can find us, the pod... Well, Straight to DVD, the podcast. Yes. I don't know is- if there is an us, the podcast. Mm-hmm. At Straight to DVD, the number two, at Straight to DVD pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us. We're a lot of fun. We want to hear your thoughts on movies and shit that we talk about, what we should talk about, all that good stuff. We can also be found on all of your podcast listening services, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all that shit. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. Really helps us uh, grow the show, as they say. Indeed. And grow we shall. Yeah. yeah. All right, dog. Dude. Catch you on the flip side. You know why I will. <laughs> <laughs>